Well, good morning, Lindsley Avenue. Good morning. It's good to see a lot of normal, regular faces. It's good to see some visitors. Uh, we're glad you're here. I hope you will come back uh, anytime you can. It's always good to hear babies squawking. So let it rain. Let it rain. Nobody here is going to give any kind of Now, if it's over here, it'll be a little different. But no, seriously, glad to have everybody here. We're real glad you're here. We're also glad uh, for all our brothers and sisters at Knowles. Glad to be with you and hope that everyone there is doing well. So thank you all for being here on such a sunny and likely to be warm Sunday. We are starting a series uh, titled, It All Adds Up. It All Adds Up. And last week was kind of an introduction. It's all going to focus on this passage from 2 Peter chapter 1. And this morning we're going to look at the first item, if you will, that's in the list. We're going to look at faith. And we're going to do that with some involvement by our younger people, ideally those who are uh, school age. And I've got, I need five younger people, I think three here, and then Trayvon and Javante, if you guys can come up. Down to the front, just a minute. screen it says it all adds up right it all adds up so the challenge I want for each of you today since we're focusing on faith is starting with the next slide I want you to count how many times the word faith appears through the rest of the slides in my presentation Wait, you're not, counting not counting the first slide starting with the next slide we got to clarify the rules right the one who gets it correct as a surprise prize waiting for them. Yes, ma'am? Like, if somebody gets it, like, if nobody gets it correct, but if, but if the person gets it closest to be correct. If you're not exactly correct, what happens? Well, I'm expecting 100% for the score here. And to help with that, I have something for each of you to help with the math. Yes, a little Dollar Tree present so far for each of you. So we're going to. We're going to try these things before you go back to make sure we all know how to do some adding up, right? It's not as fancy as the one up on the screen, but it should turn on. Turn it on. Turn it on, right? Now, just what I, I suspect you ought to do to get it turned on, right? That button. You would just say one. Suppose the next slide has faith on there one time. You would say one. So press the one button. And then plus, and then wait. Right? So if the next slide has it on there one time, you would say one plus, and then the next slide, suppose it has it ten times, you would say ten plus, okay? and you would keep going to add up. If you mess up, if you remember the number, you can clear it, hit the clear button, type in that number, you messed up, and keep track again, but that's the challenge. If you fall asleep and snooze and miss the word faith, you're probably not going to get the right answer. <clears throat> now, I did this last night. It only took me four times. <laughs> to make sure I got the correct number. The clear button should be the same one to turn it off. I'm not going to tell you the correct number now. Okay? So the point is, we're talking about faith. So there are words that mean the same kind of thing, like believe and belief. Those don't count in terms of adding them up. Because we're supposed to add to our faith all these other things we'll be talking about in the next few weeks. We may, in fact, do this 
the next few weeks because we'll do other things to add up. So whoever's here the next few weeks, we're gonna have further contests, okay? So adding up, counting things on the screen. So does everybody know what you need to do starting with the next slide? Yes. That depends upon your, your guardians who are here. If you're sitting up here and you're misbehaving, we don't want to see you drug off in front of the camera to go out and meet some punishment. That could be bad. So that's up to you all. You have to turn around and get a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But if you're misbehaving up here, that ain't never going to happen again. And yes, I know I use the word ain't. All right. If we need to, Miss Lisa back here will come up and sit in between all of them. I know that. All right. So everybody ready? Yes. No, you know, can't ask questions in the middle. Does that count as two faith or no? We're not going to have any questions. You're just going to add them up. Wait. Don't share your answers. Why? Don't cheat. Wait, you it's not what I'm saying. It's what's on the slide. Is everybody okay? Yes. Now, everybody else can play along too, but I don't have prizes for everybody. <laughs> and if nobody gets the prize, then we'll just have to roll it over. What does that mean? If you don't get the right answer, at the judge's discretion, you may not have any prizes added at all. Yeah. And I've got this to show you. A little further. Perfect. A little back. Take it back. back to the I said it was perfect. And turn it this way a little bit. Perfect. Oh, no, no, too far. Go slower. Turn it this way just a little. That's good. And that really is good. I, mean, I thought I'd mess with it. Having, well, it really needs to be back to foot, you know, like moving a couch around. We all know how that goes. Because this is how we share the message with uh, the family and friends who are adults. So it's important to get the video. Okay. It all adds up. Peter's very clear. We talked about this last week. That to be the kind of people God wants us to be, we need to add different things to our character to become the kind of people God wants. Okay, so here we go. Remember, any, any word faith on a slide counts. Okay? okay. All right, so it all adds up. 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7. It's not what I say. It's what's on the screen. So 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7, Peter says, For this very reason, giving all diligence, giving a lot of effort, putting some effort into it, add to your faith, <laughs> virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, patience, to patience, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. We're studying these qualities that we should possess as members of God's family. If we're God's children, we should become more and more godly, more and more God-like. This is the way we ought to be as people, as we interact with each other, as we go through our lives, whether it's school or, or work, whatever it may be. What does God want his children to be? He wants us to be people that have these qualities. And we're starting with that first one, faith. Remember, it doesn't matter what I say, it's on the, it's on the slide. Okay, is everybody still with us? No matter what I say, it's always on the slides. Last time I want to clarify that. Otherwise, we'll be able to just go ahead and miss it. So let's look at those qualities. This is the list we're going to go through. Add your faith virtue, which is really moral power, the ability to make decisions, to know right and wrong, virtue. 
When somebody says somebody's virtuous, they are making virtuous decisions. They're making right or proper decisions, moral power, knowing right and wrong. To add to your virtue, knowledge, insight, understanding, getting to know God better, Jesus better, and getting to know ourselves better as we move to become his people. Add to your knowledge, self-control. This is patience. This is temperance. You gotta hold yourself in. It's very, very similar in some ways to patience. The person without self-control is not gonna be very patient. That's why people will fly off the handle. So steadfastness. Give me patience, give it to me right now, right? That's often the prayer that we make. Godliness, it's also back in verse three. <clears throat> Living for God with godly character. You wanna know the kind of character God possesses? Look at how Jesus interacted with people. That's really it. Jesus came to show us what God was like. Add your godliness, brother, brotherly affection, sisterly affection, family affection. We're all members of God's family. We need to care about each other. When one of us hurts, all of us should hurt. We're not a very good family. If somebody's hurting, then we just don't care. I mean, I think the world needs a lot of this. We may not be all necessarily yet God's family. We certainly all go back to Adam together. So why can't I just care about people, period? And add to brotherly affection, love. Care about others more than you care about yourself. Remember the signs, I, I, I repeat this because I think it's so critical. You have the signs from some people some five, 10 years ago that said, I am second. Anybody, raise your hand if you remember seeing the, the billboard. It said, I am second. Often it would be somebody from the dynasty or somebody like that. It's a really good thought, but it's just flat out wrong. I love the thought, but it's wrong. At the very least, we should have said, I am third. I am second implies God ahead of me. Well, that's true, but that's not the order it ought to be on me. God, others, and me. I come in last. I come in last. If I have love, agape is the original word here, the kind of love described by that word, I will be last. Because I will care about God and other people a lot more than I care about myself. This morning, we start with faith. So it all adds up, faith. This word faith occurs about 244 times in the New Testament. It means the conviction or belief about our relationship to God and divine things. Generally, with this idea of trust, trusting in God. It means the conviction that God exists and that God is the creator and ruler of all things and the only way any of us are ever going to be saved is because of his love for us. And it is a strong belief that Jesus is the Messiah, the one sent to save us all from our own mistakes, through whom we obtain eternal salvation in that kingdom of God to come. It all adds up faith. Now faith, Hebrews 11, 1 and 3, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It is through faith that we know we can believe and understand in things, even if you can't see them. It is the evidence, the conviction, 
that the unseen is actually true. And that's part of this whole idea of the evidence for God himself, the evidence from design, the evidence for the, the need for a beginning. In, in, in philosophical terms, you talk about the cosmological argument. You talk about the argument from design, the teleological argument. One of the strongest is the moral argument. There are things that everybody's just going to agree are flat out wrong. We got a lot of disagreements about right and wrong. I promise you, there's nobody in the country that I cannot find something that they would agree with me is just flat out wrong. And if they disagree, we try to lock them up because we call people like that sociopaths or psychopaths. There's evidence for God. The worlds that we see were not made of the things which appear. The rocks outside did not make anything else. It all came from nothing. God is the creator of all. So if we're to have this faith, substance of things that we hope for, what do we really think, what do we have to have this belief in? Faith in what? Well, it all adds up faith. Faith in what? Mark 11, 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. We need to have belief, understand that God is real, that God is there, and put our faith, our trust in God. So do we have faith and trust in God? Faith in what? Jesus in John 14, verse 1, we often hear this at funerals. It's a real shame because while it's a wonderful thought to hear at a funeral, it's a wonderful thought, period. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. So we have this faith in God. We also need to have faith in Jesus. He came to show us what God is like. We need to have that trust in God, trust in Jesus, to know that they are both real, to know that they both love each and every one of us. Again, faith in what? Acts 8, 37. And Jesus said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. What's the question he's answering? The Ethiopian, the black man that he is in the chariot with, had just said, see, here is water. What's keeping me from being baptized? He'd been preaching Jesus to him. And Philip here responds, if you believe with all your heart, you may be baptized. And he, the Ethiopian, the black man here, answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. What does that statement mean? I believe, I am convinced that Jesus is the Messiah that God sent into the world. He is the eternal Son who has never been created. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. And He came to this earth to save me. Faith in what? Look at John 20 verse 31. There are many other things, John says, that he did that aren't written in this book, the Gospel of John. But then he says, but these are written. Why? Why are these things in the Gospel of John? Why is it that people will suggest to a person who doesn't believe, start with the book of John? Happened in a movie that we were watching this week. And I suggest you start with John. The purpose of the book of John, the Gospel of John, is that people may believe. As he says, these things are written. Why? Why is the Gospel of John here? Why are the words in the Gospel of John? That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, He's the Messiah, He's the one God sent into the world to bear the sins of the world. He is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you might have life in His name. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. 
But those who believe in Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, are going to have life. As contradictory as that sounds, that is what the faith should be in, the promise of God. It all adds up faith, Colossians 2, 6 through 8. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him. If you have become a member of God's family, we need to walk in Jesus. What does that mean? My life needs to be spent living and acting like Jesus would have been living and acting if he were here walking as I am. My walk, my life, my choices, my approach to people needs to be the approach Jesus took when he was here. I need to walk in Jesus and put down roots. I need to grow. Think of how a tree grows, right? Yesterday I managed to pull up a tree. I thought it was going to be a tree. It's pretty easy when it was about this tall, growing in the dirt. Why was I able to pull it up? It didn't have any roots. I've got another tree in the yard that, boy, I'm not sure a machine would be able to get that thing out without a lot of huffing and puffing. Why? It's got roots. We grow in Jesus and put down roots in our knowledge and understanding of Him so that winds and storms won't knock us over. You cannot be uprooted. You won't lose your faith quickly at all. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught about abounding in thanksgiving. We need to be established. We need to be planted in the faith by learning. Why do we have classes? Why do somebody get up here week after week and talk and explain about what the Bible says so that we can understand what God wants of us? We can learn who Jesus was, what I need to be, and make a change in my life if I need to. It all adds up faith. Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, without faith, without believing, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible to please Him. For the one that comes to God must what? Believe that He is, believe that He exists, and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Have you ever had somebody that was searching for something and they're kind of taking an eclectic, random approach? Well, it's here somewhere. I'll find it as I wander through my house. That's not diligently searching for it. A diligent search might be to start in one room in the corner where you know you've been, look through things, you're making a planned, organized search. We need to search for God. We need to search for God and look for God and learn about God with a plan, with a diligent search. That's how we come to God. It all adds up faith. Look at this. It's a longer passage from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, God's mercy is great. His riches are without end. According to his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Who, those of us who have been born again to a living hope, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, in this promise God has made to us that we are going to be saved in the end, in this we rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, we've been grieved by various trials. Things don't just go perfectly for God's people. We have troubles. We have people we love who pass away. We have people we love who are sick. Things don't always go right. You can have trials, troubles, tribulations. 
you have been grieved by various trials that might cause you to want to say, God's just not helping right now. Look at what he says, however, in verse 7. So that the tested genuineness of your faith may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Have you ever seen a picture of a counterfeit dollar bill? You ever seen a coin that looks like it's gold, but it's not? Or a rock that you think is gold, but they call it, what, fool's gold? You ever seen fool's gold? You don't take a rock that's shiny and looks like gold and say, I'm rich, I'm rich. You have to get it tested. It's got to be seen if it's genuine. The way our faith is shown to be genuine is that it is refined, like taking ore out of a hill, mining some rock, melt it down, separate all the pieces to see if there's any real actual gold in what was dug up. We might start out looking like we have faith, but it's only tested to be genuine through trouble. Apparently, we're all going to be tested quite a bit because we all have trouble. But this faith that we have, this knowledge that God is real, this knowledge that Jesus came to save us, has to generate a response. It has to generate action. Or it's not real at all. Look at these verses. It all adds up faith. Faith must generate action. James 2, verses 14 through 16. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? I believe in God. I don't do anything about it. Can that faith save him? The answer to that is no. If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to him, to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, I hope you find something to eat. I hope somehow you get warm. If that's all you do is have this hope and you don't try to help without giving them the things needed for the body, look at this, what good is that? Another implied answer, it's not. Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith without works is dead. Faith must generate actions. Hebrews 11, 30. It's a pretty good example here. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. After they had been encircled for seven days. Remember, the children of Israel walked around the walls of Jericho for seven days. It was on the seventh day that the walls fell. So here's my question. Was it the marching around Jericho that brought them down? Did they manage to time their footsteps to generate a seismic wave? that make the walls get weaker and weaker. So every day they were getting looser and looser on the seventh day, what, they all jumped together? Whoosh! Did the marching knock the walls down? No, it did not. God brought the walls down. But it did not bring the walls down until after the children of Israel did what he told them to do. If you look back in the story, God tells Joshua, I have given you the city of Jericho. It's a gift from God. Did they have it already? No. They didn't have Jericho already until they had to march around it for seven days and then they had the city. It's the same thing with salvation. It really is. It's consistent throughout the Bible. This is not a change in the New Testament. Faith needed to generate actions to show that it was real and it's after the actions that the promise is given. Look at John 12, 24, uh, sorry, 42 through 43. Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him, believed in Jesus, 
But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it. So they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. They believe, but they didn't do anything about it. That faith did not generate action following him and doing what he said. It's not going to go well for these authorities because while they had faith, they were afraid. Didn't do anything. Faith would generate actions, including, I know you've heard this from me before, but it really has to generate action, including baptism to be saved. Look at Acts 2. Peter has been speaking the first recorded gospel sermon, telling these people, some of whom were there when Jesus was put to death, that they are responsible, just like all of us are, for the death of Jesus. He says, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him, Jesus, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. But when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. They understood what they had done. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? They already believe in Jesus. Otherwise, they're going to just blow it off. Who cares if you say he was the Messiah and we don't believe it? Go away. Leave me alone. But they're cut to the heart. They're like, we have done it now. Right? You ever had that feeling? Where you've done something that's wrong and you're like, oh no. <laughs> something bad's going to come because of what I did. Right? You understand what you did. You know what you did. Something bad's coming. They know that's coming. What does Peter tell them to do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven. They understood what they did. They knew who Jesus was listening to Peter. They still had something they needed to do. They had to change their life, and they had to die to their old ways and be raised to walk, live as a new person. Listen to Jesus himself. We don't like what Peter said. Look at what Jesus himself said, the words from Jesus. John 8, 24, Unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins must have faith. You have to believe in who Jesus is and what he did. Luke 13, 3, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. If I believe, if I know up here in my head who Jesus was and what he did, but I don't change anything that I do. I make no effort to try to live my life for God. I keep living my life for myself. Jesus says, unless I repent, I will perish. Can I Come here on a Sunday morning. Oh, yes, Jesus is great. God is love. God is love. And yet, hit the casinos all the time, hit the drugs, hit the alcohol, chase anything, wearing a skirt or pants or whatever. Oh, and then come in Sunday the next week. Oh, yes. If I'm doing that kind of thing, have I repented? Have I made any effort to try to change? No. Now, addiction is very difficult. People still make mistakes, don't get me wrong, but it's an attitude of, I am going to change, I'm going to fight the way I used to be because I want to live for God. We all make mistakes, even after we become members of this family. And then Mark 16, 16. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Those are the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus. For those patient young people, there's one more line on the slide. 
I want you to get one more line on the slide and we will check your answers after services, okay? So listen to the words of Jesus. I want to urge you to do this today. You need to have faith and action. Don't believe with no action. It doesn't, it doesn't probably got words. If you need to be baptized and you need to have prayer for forgiveness for something you've done that's weighing on your heart, if there's some way we can help you, please do something about it <coughs> while we stand and sing.